That, that is certainly worth a clap. Uh, there is some amazing talent here in the life of the Bendigo Baptist Church, and some of them are your kids. Hey, uh, where's Toby? Toby, he's floating around. Mate, well done on that Bible ring. Why don't we put our hands together for Toby? Awesome stuff, mate. You know, isn't it so great to be together to celebrate the greatest gift that's ever been given to humanity? We're here. Who would have thought four or five months ago we might have been together in a room like this, uh, being able to gather? And if you're online watching us, hey, great to have you with us today as well. You know, on that very first Christmas night in Bethlehem, a precious promise from God became a reality. And here we are some 2,000 years later, and we are still celebrating the arrival, the entrance of God's Son into our world. You know, uh, in some of my quiet moments when I'm sitting down and I'm not uh, rushing about doing different things, I often wonder what that first Christmas night in Bethlehem might have been like. Anyone ever thought that? You know, uh, we're so far removed, aren't we? But, you know, I've got questions. Did anybody notice this couple who had come from Nazareth to Bethlehem who had just kind of wandered in with a donkey? Or uh, did anybody really care genuinely about uh, this young teenage girl who was sitting on the donkey who was well with child? Or what about the innkeeper? You know, did the innkeeper actually tell his family that there was a young couple sleeping in a stable behind their house? And maybe even more so, did anyone in that city that night hear the piercing cry of a newborn baby? You know, the reality is that maybe at best a few people had noticed, but there really hadn't been any conversation because, you know, Joseph and Mary, they were just another face and a family to register in a census. There was nothing noteworthy about them at this point in time. But to a very small group of people, to a group of people who had this amazing privilege of being up and close and personal, you see, that night in, in Bethlehem, they encountered this promised one from God, and for them, it was an absolute game changer. You know, I wanted to spend maybe a few moments helping prepare us for tomorrow taking a moment to kind of look back on some of the responses of those that were kind of right there in the midst of all of that. Those right there in the midst as they welcomed into that place the gift of God's Son, His promised one. And we, let me just begin with Mary. You know, the birth of this baby, her son, really had been a journey of mammoth proportions. You know, from the very beginning of grappling with this initial angelic announcement and then having to explain her miraculous conception, first to her fiancé and then to the rest of her family and friends, must have been an incredibly harrowing experience. But she prepared herself well, she was ready for this child to come, but as things happened, she wasn't quite prepared for taking a trip on a donkey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. But she did it. And as they moved into Bethlehem, they suddenly realized there was no lodging to be found because every other man and his donkey were in that village as well too. But good old Joseph, he'd done his best to, uh, to secure some overnight accommodation in a stable at the back of the inn. And with nothing more than a donkey's saddle for a pillow and a pile of straw for a bed, it was in that place that Mary gave birth to her child, to her first child, her son, her Lord's, His Majesty. You know, as Mary stared down into the face of this newborn infant, the Scriptures tell us that she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. You know, in the midst of what had been probably a pretty exhausting night, it was in the midst of all of her weariness 
that we're told that Mary treasured it all up. In other words, she cherished in that moment the fact that God's promised one had just arrived. Well, what about Mary's husband, Joseph? Have you ever wondered what was running through his mind in that moment? Never been involved in a birth before, and here he was right there with Mary, tending to all of her needs, thinking, what in the world have I gotten myself into? But maybe standing there as he was alongside of her, being this incredible man, Maybe he found himself considering the events of the past nine months as well. And we have to remember that life had become incredibly complicated for Joseph when Mary suddenly announced to him and then to family members of her miraculous conception. And I can just imagine, it's not in the scriptures, but I can imagine uh, as word got out and Joseph walked around his own hometown of Nazareth, people beginning to whisper and giggle as he passed them by having to face the ridicule of his own people. I mean, Nazareth, uh, it was a small little village, just filled with family and friends, and it didn't take long for people to realize, hang on a second, Mary, his fiancée, she's pregnant, and I have to imagine that maybe Joseph in those moments seriously thought, you know what, is it just better for me to take Mary and to head off into another location? But here in this stable, on this first Christmas night, with very little energy to maybe wrestle with any of his questions, he begins to reflect on what the angel had said to him some nine months prior. And in that moment, realizing that the promised one had just broken into his world, he leans over to Mary and he whispers and he says, we must give him the name Jesus. It's what the angel told me. Because he will save his people from their sins. Or when we think about... The very first Christmas, you cannot overlook the reaction of that angelic realm as they heralded the birth of Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke, we're told that an angel appeared to some shepherds that were out there watching their flocks by night, saying these exact words, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, being Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. These angels were given the awesome privilege of heralding the news, the entrance of God's Son into the world. And we're told that they were just filled with joyous celebration. But what about these shepherds? This group of Jewish men who hung around on the fringes of the village who may not have been so welcome into the village because they were a little smelly. I mean, how did they respond to this explosion of light and this uh, heavenly symphony? Well, as you read the Gospel of Luke, you're told that uh, they, as the angels disappeared, they suddenly looked at each other and said, you know what, let's leave the sheep here and let's go and see all this news that we have been told about. And as they moved into Bethlehem and as they wandered around, we're not quite sure how they found the baby in the manger, but when they suddenly got there, they found Joseph, Mary and the baby just as the angels had promised or said it would be. And we're told that they began to glorify and praise God. And as these shepherds left, they then spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. In other words, they went out from there telling everyone, whoever, whoever would listen, that they had suddenly met the promised one. And Luke, 
this Gospel of Luke in uh, verse 18 of chapter 2 tells us that all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. You know, who else had this amazing privilege of seeing this child up close on that first Christmas night? Well, sometime after the birth of Jesus, the Scriptures tell us that there was another group of people, in fact, a group of wise men, You might call them astrologers or stargazers, a group of wise men from a faraway land who had traveled to Jerusalem in search of this promised one. They said in the Gospel of Matthew, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we have come to worship him. You know, their statement that they'd seen his star strongly suggests, I think, that uh, uh, they, had, they were people who had been studying the heavens, but they'd also been studying the Scriptures. And the Scriptures, the Hebrew Scriptures tell us that, uh, that, that uh, a star would herald Israel's king and that uh, some Gentiles would come to his light to pay him homage at that exact moment. And here are these wise men. We don't know exactly where they came from. But after discovering some, from, from some various sources right there in Jerusalem that this baby had been born in Bethlehem, they moved on from there following the star until the star stopped right over where this child was. And as they came into this home, the Gospel of Matthew says that when they saw this child with his mother Mary, they bowed down and they worshipped him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. These men... These men from a faraway land were literally overjoyed at their discovery that this promised one, the king of the Jews, had arrived. Now, well, it's obvious in this story, isn't it, that, that those that were there up close that night, that their response was one of joyful celebration. But we also know as we read the story that there were many people, or most people in that village of Bethlehem that night simply missed this precious promise of God, this gift of God, the arrival of God's gift to this world. Max Licardo, who's a pastor and an author, mentioned that they missed the birth of this child not because of evil acts or malice. They simply missed this child because they weren't really looking. They missed him then, and I think if the truth be known, uh, maybe not really much has changed in 2,000 years. You know, with the hustle and the bustle of another festive season, with all that's kind of going on, it is so easy for any of us to miss or to overlook the entrance of God into this world. You know, uh, I was thinking about this over the past week. I thought, you know, it is so easy for us to, to, uh, to get caught up in a massive Christmas celebration, and there's every reason to want to celebrate this Christmas I mean, with all of our lockdowns and being kept away from family, it's a good thing to be back together. There's every reason for us to want to celebrate Christmas, but we can get caught up in that and we can miss the point of the, uh, the entire point of the Christmas season. And so maybe I want to ask you a rhetorical question tonight. You know, what is your response this Christmas to the promised one? I ask that because I know it's so easily, to, it's very simple just to overlook the entrance of God's Son into this world. You know, most missed Him on that first Christmas night, but to a small group of people who saw Him up close, it forever changed their lives. And here we are some 2,000 years later still talking about Mary and Joseph, some shepherds, the angels, some wise men, and then others who then in coming weeks and months and then across the course of the life of Jesus came into contact with Him. You see, it forever changed their lives. 
You know, what's your response this Christmas to the birth of Jesus Christ, God's promised one? You know, the Scriptures are pretty clear. They tell us that the entrance of God's Son into our world was an incredibly significant event. You see, so significant that the angel announced to some shepherds, that he said, I bring you good news of great joy that is for all the people. I love that line. The angel said, I bring good news of great joy for all the people, not just for some people, not just for a, a few shepherds or for those who were kind of lucky enough to get the winning ticket to be up close that night. It was good news of great joy for all people, for all of humanity. It was good news then, and I'm here tonight to tell us that it's still good news today for all of us. But it demands a response from us. Can you, like some of those on that first night in Bethlehem, say that the promised one has arrived? The greatest gift that's ever been given to humanity? You know, Christmas truly is the most wonderful time of the year doesn't mean that it's always great. doesn't mean that everything always goes swimmingly well for us. You know, I was just hearing tonight of somebody saying that a loved one had COVID. You know, Christmas is a wonderful time of the year, but it doesn't mean that it's always perfect. But you know what makes it so wonderful? Is that it's all about Jesus. See, Christmas is about the one who came to save us, to, to restore us, to forgive us, and to walk with us. Christmas is all about Jesus. And I want to say tonight that, you know what, uh, that's what humanity needs. It doesn't need any more religion. We've got enough religion. And we certainly don't need any more rules. If you're like me, I'm sick and tired of rules. What does this world need? This world needs Jesus. And some 2,000 years ago, God broke into this world. God came in, came in flesh. He came with skin on. He came and lived and he dwelt among us. Emmanuel, God with us. And so I'm wondering tonight as we sing, as we celebrate, and as we head into what tomorrow will be, uh, maybe the question for us to think about is, have, have, have each and every one of us, you know, have you personally experienced the gift of this promised one for yourself? You see, the greatest gift that anyone could ever receive tonight is the gift of knowing, it's the, it's the joy of knowing Jesus personally. And we can know him. You know, Laura tonight, she's experiencing, she, she's experiencing Christmas like she's never known it to be. Because she's embraced the gift of God's son, Jesus Christ. Have you done that in your life? You know, uh, as I finish, you know, I want to just pray. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray a prayer that uh, if you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life, if you've never embraced this gift that I'm talking about, the greatest gift that this world has ever known, then maybe tonight's the night. You know, you don't need to do anything weird. You know, it's just simply as I begin to pray that you might begin to want to pray those same words in, in your own heart as well too. It's, it's that simple. But in your own life, you're acknowledging that you want to invite Jesus Christ, God's gift, His greatest gift into your life and into your heart. Do you need to do that tonight? Wherever we might be, here in this room, or whether you're online as well too, would you join with me as I pray? Let's do that together. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for sending your son Jesus into this world 2,000 years ago. And tonight, 
I want to embrace the gift of your son, your promised one for my life. Thank you for coming, living, and dying on the cross for my sins. And Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my past and to give me a brand new future. And tonight, I want to know you personally. And I want to receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And I pray this in the glorious name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. You know, as we continue to sing tonight, uh, we're going to sing another carol together. But uh, can I encourage you? If you're online and here in this room tonight and you have prayed that prayer as I spoke those words, there was something about that just resonated strongly for you. If you're online and you've done that, would you, would you send me an email at, at, at connect at benigobaptist.org.au? Or if you're here in this room and as you go from here tonight, would you just stop me and say, you know what, that's something that I've decided to do. Do you know what, I want to be able to support you. I want to be able to cheer you along in the greatest decision that you've ever made. I want to be able to put some resources around you to help you understand what it looks like for you to uh, begin this journey of following after Jesus Christ. No greater decision, no greater gift that you could ever receive than the gift of Jesus Christ for your life. I trust that we have a great Christmas, that if you've made that decision, this is going to be a Christmas like none other that you've ever experienced. Hey, would you stand with me? We're going to continue to keep uh, singing a carol tonight.